Hello, everybody. This is Kristen Savory of the Thyroid Podcast, where I'm bringing you more information to help you support your thyroid and balance your hormones. Because at the end of the day, wouldn't it be great if you can be your very best? And every time that I do one of these podcasts, I like to bring you information and, and talk to some of my favorite people that can help give you one golden nugget to bring you closer towards better health. Today, I'm talking with a special friend of mine. She's been a longtime colleague, and her name is Mariana Jade, and she is the guardian of Eagle Prairie. Over the years, Mariana has offered various different women's-oriented programs on her land, and she comes really infused with a very long history of helping women reconnect to themselves and to the planet. So in many ways, when I think about Mariana, I feel like she helps bring women back home. So today, I wanted to spend a little time talking with Mariana because we're entering a new year, and a new year always comes with new ideas, new visions, new cycles in life, new intentions. And it's a very powerful time that we can orient ourselves. Um, so without further ado, I'd love to say hello to Mariana. Hi, everyone. Hi, Kristen. Thank you so much for having me. It's uh, such a delight to be here with you. And uh, I was a client of yours for, I think, a couple of years. And I remember we always had such rich conversations when I was on your table. So I'm just so glad that um, some of the women in our community will get a glimpse into those conversations because I just find that, you know, when women are supporting other women, there's so much wisdom that comes through and I just so appreciate you, you know, really creating this space to capture that wisdom and share it. So thank you. Yeah, it's so great to hear your voice. It's really mm. beautiful. It's really great to hear it. And I know that there's going to be a lot that comes through as we talk. Um, we have that kind of connection. Mm -hmm. And um, Mariana, I'm, I'm feeling like before we even get started, I mean, like I said in the intro, you've always been sort of a uh, vision for me in terms of helping women come back home. And a big piece of that is this ability that you have in terms of helping women get present and listen into their system. And so before we get started, how about um, if you guide us into a little bit of a practice just so that we can all kind of settle into the present moment and be more available to what can come through? Mm, I'd love to. Thank you so much for that invitation. Well, uh, why don't we do uh, what I call is this is kind of like the downward dog of women's practice. You know how in yoga, you always sort of come back to that downward dog posture and it's like coming back home and you can always learn so much more from that posture. This is, this is the downward dog of women's practice and we call it the goddess rinse. Mm -hmm. So you're just going to take your two hands and rub them together and make them warm. Mm -hmm. And okay. you're going to close your eyes. And once you feel like your hands are warm, you can bring them to the top of your head and just begin massaging the top of your head. Right on top, right at the, the top of the crown. Yeah. And you know, the thing about women's practice is that you really can do it your own way. But to give you a little more instruction, you're basically giving yourself a scalp massage in any way that feels good. Mm. So you can put them right at the top of your crown. You can put them off to the side a little bit. You can put them more towards the base of your neck, anywhere on your head that feels like 
it would enjoy some touch. And then you can make some circles with your hands. And you want to actually go into a quiet space and deepen your breath. Close your eyes. And as you deepen your breath, you can start breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. And maybe making some sound with your breathing. If it feels good. Mm-hmm. Moving on to your face, you're just going to massage your face in any way that feels good. You can take your thumbs and press them into your cheeks. You can rub your temples with your forefingers. You can make circles all around your face. Whatever feels good. And then you can start kind of making some funny faces, releasing tension in the face. Again, deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. I think we don't even realize how much we hold in the Oh, I know. Isn't that amazing? I am always amazed when I start touching my face. I think, wow, what's going on in there? (laughs) Oh. But, you know, that's that's our mask there that we wear on the face. You can just kind of peel away that mask and... As you exhale, just let your face come to a very comfortable resting place, wherever that is, and then moving down to your shoulders. And again, letting out some sounds and then moving down your arms. Beautiful. And what we're doing is uh, really just try to bring some presence into your hands. Mm. So you're kind of meeting the presence from the inside of your body with the presence in your hands, meeting yourself here. I've heard some people refer to the hands as extensions of our heart. Mm, Yeah, that's right. (sighs) Yeah, so it's like your heart is just kind of meeting your whole body and rubbing your breasts a little bit. You can also bring your thumbs around to your spine, just on either side of your spine, just pressing in and moving down towards the hips. And as your presence from the inside meets the presence in your hand, just breathing and relaxing into whatever emotions may be arising or anything that you notice in your body. Just welcoming. This is goddess rinse. It's like the, the, the goddess is the mother. Just you mothering yourself in this moment means that you're mm. just welcoming. Just welcome yourself to this moment. Welcome your body to mm-hmm. be as it really is to to give your body what it needs in this moment. You might want to change postures or remove some jewelry or what, what makes you feel a little more at home in this moment. Mm-hmm. Moving down the legs. Ah, just welcoming the legs. Mm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that beautiful? Just welcome yourself to this moment with all of your emotions and sensations. 
we don't need to change anything or fix anything. Everything is welcome. <sighs> and that's how we come home to ourselves. We just welcome ourselves as we are. And moving down to the feet to complete our goddess rinse. Or if you have any other part of the body that you want to go back to right now. <sighs> just massaging yourself in any way that feels good now. Mm-hmm. Just another moment. Another deep breath, maybe a little movement or a stretch. Ah, a little sound. And then just a few breaths coming back to stillness to feel and notice what it's like to welcome yourself here. Hmm. Thank you for joining me in the goddess rinse, Kristen. Yeah, I mean, what a sweet practice just to, um, you know, help people turn away from all the craziness and just kind of recenter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So, Mariana, I know that. Um, you know, I know that um, this is one of your skill sets in terms of bringing, bringing women back to the present, having them um, being able to tune in and listen to their body. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if you could tell us just a little bit about what you do over at Eagle Prairie. What is, what's happening over there? Mm. <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much for asking. Um, I'm a very home-centered person, and so Eagle Prairie is a land sanctuary, and it's also our family's homestead. And I know that you're a fellow homesteader right down the road there, Kristen. Um, and uh, so, you know, we do a number of things, but um, I'll start with the center. You know, the the center, you use that word, and uh, just a minute ago, and, and I thought, you know, that's it. That's really what I'm all about, is coming back to the center and strengthening the center. Um, and so one of the things that we're doing here is is just simply uh, learning how to love each other as a family. Uh, we have a 12-year-old daughter, and mm -hmm. I'm married to a very dynamic, creative man who, uh, like myself, and and my daughter is also very creative, creative and dynamic, and we're... Uh, living in this little farmhouse together and we're just uh, really working on uh, how to be a happy family, how to live mm -hmm. in unity together and also support each other as individuals to be the best people that we can be in this world. And uh, we are also very um, committed to um, not only synchronizing ourselves with the seasons of the land here, but also being stewards of the land, uh, really learning about what the land uh, wants and needs to fulfill its destiny. Um, mm. And so we, um, you know, we grow our food and we have some animals here. And um, we also host earth-based ceremonies here mm. and, uh, and programs for men and women 
to connect with um, themselves and each other and also the land and really wake up um, and be sane in, in a world that is um, not so sane. Mm-hmm. So, you know, really creating a sanctuary um, for ourselves, for our daughter and for our larger communities as well. Mm-hmm. Now this time of year, it's, you know, everybody is looking at intention setting, goal setting, um, you know, re- reorienting at this point. So I'm, I'm really curious from your perspective and your knowledge with um, women, the history of the land, the seasons of, this, of the year, what makes this season so powerful for intention setting? Well, first of all, um, I'm just, I'm so thrilled to have this opportunity to talk about this season because this is my absolute favorite season of the year, winter in general, and and then especially around this time of this winter solstice. Mm. Um, But really all of winter is is just, um, it's such a sacred time of year. Um, You know, obviously everything in nature is dying. Mm-hmm. in winter and the light is waning and and essentially what happens as everything is dying and the light is waning everything is coming back around to zero it's mm-hmm. everything is is spiraling back in to the center and the mm-hmm. still point so even if we were to think of like plants or trees or um exactly right everything is kind of is kind of um, reestablishing their energy again, right? It's exactly, kind of, uh, exactly. This is, this is the, the moment of reset. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the moment of rejuvenation, mm-hmm. which also brings along with it the moment of reflection. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, a lot of people, um, I hear from so many people that they actually not only don't like winter, but they hate it. They feel... Mm-hmm so upset by winter and so depressed and Mm. there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. We all have our seasons that are challenging. I actually have a hard time with summer, which is very unusual. Um, And, you know, I think that, but I think the reason that there are so, so many people that dislike winter is because we live in a culture that completely uh, disowns and, and basically denies the existence of cycles. Mm-hmm. And, and so when it comes back around to the cycle, we just haven't been taught the skills of how to synchronize with the medicine of this season. And our world is so based on go and do and buy and get louder and bigger and noisier. That's our whole world is always moving in the direction of out, 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 bigger, mm-hmm. brighter, more screens, mm-hmm. buy more, do more, work harder so you can have more things. Mm-hmm. And then this season comes around and it's like, it's completely, the, our, our culture is completely out of sync mm-hmm. with what's mm-hmm. happening in nature. Mm-hmm. And that's that that lack of synchronization makes people feel bad. Right. Well, one of the things that's kind of coming through for me as you're talking about this is this whole thing of that we we live in a production oriented society, right? Right. I mean, right. It's not like during the winter time, the time that you go to work changes. 
Right. (laughs) It's not like your boss says like, well, you know, you need your two hours of sunlight. So why don't you leave work at two o'clock today? Exactly, exactly. Whereas when when human beings lived in in a synchronized way with their home and their source Mm -hmm. of of life, which is Mother Nature, Mm -hmm. then of course the farming ended for the season and there was naturally a resting period. Mm Mm-hmm. And we don't right, have that, that in our would, culture. And that would afford those families a different amount of time with each other around the, around the fire. Exactly. Right, exactly. right. Right. Now, um, you know, those are the people who have been listening to me for a while. They know that, um, that I love helping women on their hormonal journey. And, and one of the pieces that I think is really important to understand about our hormones is that is that just like what you said, our, home, our hormones are very intimately connected with nature. And so they go through the same kind of rise and fall and shift and, and spiral that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that um, I feel our bodies crave is this whole idea of rate and rhythm. You know, our cycle follows a moon cycle. It's, it's very similar to, to the flow that nature might have. Mm-hmm. So, so as we've just entered this winter season and the days are shorter, this idea of following nature's rate and rhythm, that becomes even more important to me. Mm-hmm. And like what you just said, it is so challenging in our culture. And, mm-hmm. and the reality is, is that we're, we're not going to pull ourselves out of our culture right? Mm -hmm. So I'm curious to hear from you. Um, I wonder if you have some sort of tip or some sort of insight to share that can help other women to be able to respond to their body's needs, especially during this time that is so counterintuitive for us. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I'm so glad we're talking about this. Um, (laughs) I'm so passionate about this. Um, So, I mean, obviously the first step that I see for women, I I see kind of three steps Mm. to being able to uh, learn how to respond to our body's needs in a world that doesn't support that. Um, Mm. And the first one is um, basically, I mean, actually, you know, actually overall, you you basically need to be willing to be a rebel Mm. to do this. because the first step is to slow down and every, obviously, as we just, you know, as we just talked about everything in our world um, says, go faster, do more, produce more. Uh, and so, you have to say no. <laughs> yeah. You, you have to, you have to be willing to um, take the risk because to a lot of women, it's going to feel like a big risk Mm-hmm. to choose a small amount of time mm. to just carve out for yourself to do nothing. For mm-hmm. some women, the risk is saying no to somebody. Uh, for some women, it is to um, have to cancel something. Um, maybe the risk is simply, what am I going to find when I be with myself? Mm. I, I'm afraid of that because, you know, if, if we're constantly synchronizing ourselves 
with a culture that is essentially not truly sane. We're, we're really like, we're killing our home. This is not sane. We're killing each other. Like we don't live in, in a dominant, the dominant culture is not sane and we're synchronizing ourselves with that. And, and so for many women, there's a, a loss of being, being out of touch with the truth Mm. who we are, what we want, what we know, what we need. Mm-hmm. And, and for some women, women slowing down is, is really scary because they might be afraid to, to find out what they already know once they start listening. And so, so one thing I say as like a practical tip is, is if, if you feel that this is edgy, when I say slow down, you're just like, I can't, I, you know, and you have lots of excuses and a lot of fears Right, right, right. But I I've say, gotta, yeah. I've got this, 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 and this, and yeah, I've got exactly. kids that I have to take care of, right? Right. So here's what I say. On a practical level, you're going to choose, if you, really, if you really want to know what your body needs, because maybe you're having some health challenges, or maybe you're just not happy and you just don't feel like you're well and thriving, like it is your birthright and mm-hmm. your responsibility as a woman to be well and thrive. Because we, we are the source of everything. If women are not thriving, this world is going down the drain, honestly. Mm-hmm. So it is, it is our birthright and our responsibility to be well mm. in every possible way that we can. Mm-hmm. And so, so take that responsibility and claim that birthright. Choose a small amount of time. Look at your calendar mm-hmm. for maybe the next month. This is an important month. This is, this is the zero point, the still point. Right. And, and just go through your calendar and find something that pops out as a drag. Like, you know what? I'm supposed to do that. I really don't want to. I'm going to let someone down or someone's going to be mad at me if I cancel that. Mm-hmm. And just take the huge risk, the, take the leap to just cancel that one thing. Right. So it's something that feels like an energy drain. Yeah. Something when you look at it, you're not smiling. You're like, oh, I don't want to do that. Right. This is like, this is just like an assignment, like a fun assignment. Like, let's do this together Mm. just for fun. Give it a try. It might be scary. It might be edgy. Be a rebel, you know, put on your rebel hat. I don't know. Put on some red Uh lipstick, you know, (laughs) and just take a risk and see what happens if you do that. And then replace that obligation with maybe you write in, in a red pen, slow down time. And then you tell mm-hmm. your husband and you tell your children and you tell your mother and your father and your aunties or whoever, you tell them, um, I'm just, I'm working on an assignment during that two hours or one day, or maybe it's a whole mm-hmm. weekend, whatever mm-hmm. you feel like you can give yourself. If you can give yourself two hours and then, and then what do you want to do? Then you know, during that slowdown time, maybe you, you do something that really supports you to learn how to listen to your body. Maybe you go for a walk in nature and you listen to the birds, like something that really helps you learn how to listen because yeah. it's, just, it's just a skill like any other that we can learn, but right. it takes a lot of practice to really learn how to listen to the voice of truth inside of ourselves, in our bodies, in our soul. Well, and I think what you bring up, and it's really a valid point, is that, look, this might not be something that's easy for any of us, right? But Mm -hmm. it is something that we can learn. Mm -hmm. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's something that takes practice. It doesn't mean that, 
if you start, you know, if you just, if you take on the, uh, let's say if you, if you meet that calling inside yourself to slow down, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that it's going to be pleasant every time. No, in fact, it likely will be met with a lot of resistance, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not the normal operating mode for most of us. Yes, and, and, and even below the resistance is, is, what, is what we're resisting, mm-hmm. which, which might be grief. It might be emptiness. It might be a deep soul question that we've been trying to avoid, Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe there's some part of our or your life that's out of sync, and when you slow down enough and you start to learn how to listen, mm-hmm. you may you may realize what that is, and that's scary. Mm-hmm. But as we come closer and closer to the center, we're we're going to be more well, mm-hmm. and and being well doesn't necessarily mean that life is easy, but it means that we become strong. And we become the women that we want to be. We want everyone who's listening to your podcast. I know what kind of women they are. They're women just like us. They're conscious women. They want to make a contribution to the world. The world needs our strength. The world needs our truth and our wisdom more than anything else. The world needs, really needs women's wisdom. And if we're out of touch with it, who's going to bring that forward in the world? If, the, if we, we are the conscious women, not only conscious, privileged, we are the conscious, privileged women of the world. If we're not willing or able to bring women's wisdom forward, who's going to do it? Right, right. Yeah, and why, and why pass that buck to someone else, right? There isn't anyone else. That's the thing. <laughs> there actually isn't anyone else who's going to pick this up. Right, we, right. We are the ones. We are the ones. We are the ones. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so how do you see the setting of intention? How do you see it as a really, truly vital component? This is something that cannot be missed for not only our health, but the health of our communities. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, you know, there are different kinds of intentions. You know, there's like having the intention to make more money or having the intention to, uh, I don't know, show up to work today or, but I, but obviously the kinds of intentions that we're talking about here are our soul intentions. And as women, you know, we, these, our soul intentions are like an arrow Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a flaming arrow that it comes from the deepest place inside, from the center point, and goes out into the world as who we are. So you know it, when we when we plant the seed of an intention, especially at this time of year when we're at the zero point, which is the point just before birth, mm-hmm. so there's only potential in this time frame. And so if we're willing to slow down and really dig deep and learn how to listen and then ultimately make the choice. Basically setting a soul intention is making the choice to live what we know. Mm. And, and that, it, as I said, and that is women's wisdom. We, we know things. We have cellular wisdom in every cell of our bodies from all, you know, I mean, since the beginning of time, birthing all of humanity, 
I mean, come on, we know things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, so following our intentions, it's like as women, it's encoded in our DNA to be the ones who bring forth and sustain and raise the next generation of human beings. So our intentions are always going to be for the good of all. Mm. Our deepest soul intentions, not our everyday intentions, but our deepest soul intentions. Women, we care about and care for everyone. Mm-hmm. And, and, and sometimes it doesn't look that way. If our sole intention may look from the outside to be selfish, but maybe the point of that is just to inspire another person to take care of themselves and be well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I'm sitting with that for just a little bit because um, it's, it's almost something that... Um, it's really challenging to grasp, right? That even if, even if we align our, our intention and it feels right to us, it feels connected to us, it may not make the people around us happy, but that's okay. Yes. And, and you know, in the short term, I mean, you know, it's like sometimes rocking the boat is part of the process, but we have to look at the whole evolution of an entire lifetime mm-hmm. and how that lifetime is connected to mm-hmm. ancestors who became before and, you know, generations that come after. It's like, and, and, you know, sometimes women's empowerment journeys, our soul intentions that are aligned with our empowerment sometimes have to do with separating off from things that no longer serve us. And, you know, who knows what, you know, what great grandmother prayed that she could be empowered like that. And it's in that, and that seed of her prayer from generations ago is sprouting in you. We don't know, but it's like, it's, we can't know why sometimes things, you know, why our soul intentions are as they are. But if, but it, but it's like when we're slowed down enough and we learn how to really listen, we know, we do know when we know. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, we don't, we may not know why, but when we get to that deep place of wisdom that comes from inside the body and the cellular memory and our connection to nature, when we're synchronized in that way and we know something, we know that we know it and we don't have to know why. Right, right. Well, and I love that you bring in this kind of lineage piece. Have you seen, uh, are you familiar with epigenetics at all? No, I'm not. Yeah, so epigenetics is this whole study around, um, around lineage. And it's this idea that we actually get, um, and I can't remember the exact percentages, but we actually get more information from our grandmother than from our mother. Mm. And it really is this whole idea and what a lot of and what a lot of us don't really understand, right, is that is that we are born with the number of eggs that our being is going to produce, right? Right. So when grandma was pregnant with mom, mm-hmm. inside our mom's little baby body mm. is all her eggs. Right. And one yeah. of those eggs is going to become us. And so there's this whole, I think it's epigenetics. There's like this whole shadow study of like, yes, there's our genes that we got from our mom and our dad, 
but then there's this shadow that gets cast onto them from our grandmother. Mm, wow. Yeah. Isn't that wild? It's so powerful. It's just, it's just so true and so real, you know, and, yeah, and beautiful. So it's beautiful. It's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. And so I love how it's like, yes, there's, there's this intention that's really circulating for our lifetime. But then if we can back off of it a little bit, if we can get the bigger picture mm -hmm. being infused from generations before us, and mm -hmm. also impact generations that come after us. Yes. So I've got a quick question for you, Mariana. You've, mm -hmm. got me, you've got me thinking about things. Actually, I have two questions. I'll roll it into one question. Um, two questions are, the lighter version is, is, so do you usually set a uh, New Year's resolution, a New Year's goal, and then outside of that, do you, and I'm, I'm curious to hear what you have to say. Do you have a soul intention? Hmm. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, thank you. Such great questions. Um, I don't create a New Year's resolution, mm -hmm. but I do have a very, uh, a very deep practice of going into a winter retreat where I, um, I don't leave my land for some amount of many days. My longest winter retreat was I stayed on the land for 34 days. Wow, 34 yeah, that was, days. Yeah, yeah, that was a couple of years ago. And last year it was 21. Mm -hmm. um, I think it might be shorter this year. I don't have rules for how I do that. It's more just like, what do, what do I need, <laughs> you know? Um, and in that space, one of the things that I do is just evaluate my life. Mm -hmm. um, I take long walks in nature where there aren't any people. We have some open space that backs up to our land. So I just walk out there with coyotes and eagles. And, uh, and I really, I, I pray to the Divine Mother, who is one of my main deities, the Divine Mother Mary. And um, I really, I ask her, how do you want me to embody your light and your love in this coming year? And I ask for direction from something greater than myself. And I put my faith in that, in that there is an intelligence and there is uh, some path that's kind of laid out for me. Um, or maybe there are a few paths and I get to choose one. Um, and, and out of that, um, often there's a word that actually often emerges out of that prayer um and that retreat and, and last year the word was contentment mm. so um that was part of my exploration throughout the year and i definitely i noticed that i um when there's a word that emerges in my winter retreat i notice that i i think of it a lot in the winter months and then i sort of forget about it in the spring and summer and uh -huh. then when, so kind of when, like when fall comes back around i sort of remember it again um, <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I think I did pretty well with that. Uh, learn. It, it was a word that that was something that I needed to learn. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and I think I did pretty well with that last year. Um, and then when you ask me if I have a soul intention, do you mean for my life or for this season? Or yeah, what is orienting yeah. you for your life? That's how I hear you talk about. Soul. Yeah. So, you know, um, there's like 
a lot of different sort of layers of what my soul intention is in this lifetime. Um, and it's very much informed by what I feel that I need to learn and grow into. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a big part of that has to do with love and family life and bonding. Mm. Um, I think that, you know, I'm a person who has some past life memories, which I don't, you know, I don't know how that works, but I have memories of other times and places and uh, sort of, let's just say I have these impressions of myself um, living with other women and worshiping the goddess and not really doing family life. Mm. Um, And there's this sense in this lifetime that family life and, and real bonding and true, deep, attached love is a very new experience for my soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly in my lineage, it's a very new experience. Um, my parents are still married, um, you know, but they don't have like an awakened, alive relationship. Um, God bless them. They do their best and they're wonderful people. Um, but, you know, the, like a real, true, solid attachment mm-hmm. hasn't been something that, that has occurred at least in the last few generations. So one of my sole intentions is to uh, really awaken to what true love is in the context of marriage and family. Mm. Well, and, uh, yeah. And, to orient our life, right? Yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, it's so beautiful and I'm, I'm so blessed that I have a husband who um, is is really up for that process because yeah. I'm a, I'm a piece of work <laughs> and he is too <laughs> and so is my daughter we're all a handful <laughs> um, so we're all just you know we're working hard to uh, to really awaken in true love and then another uh, soul intention that I feel kind of just is very connected to that. Um, is is really uh, learning to embody the archetype of the mother, mm-hmm. to, uh, both in the act of motherhood, raising my daughter, but also in the world, like mm-hmm. bringing her voice forward, bringing her light and her her love and her wisdom and her power into, mm-hmm. and I, I get to express that both through motherhood and also through my work with women, mm-hmm. um, really like embodying that and, and uh, teaching other women to bring that essence forward in themselves as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and Mariana, I'm listening to, um, or I'm reflecting on this whole idea of this winter retreat. And obviously, you know, you being the leader that you are in, in this field, um, you know, leave, staying on your land 34 days, 21 days, possibly shorter this year. I mean, but having this extended reflection time, I mean, obviously you go above and beyond because this is the wisdom that you're passing down to other women. I imagine that most of us who don't have that um, sort of direction in life that you have right now, but, but most of the women here what we could do is a, is a mini version, right? Mm-hmm, right. We, we could make the commitment to like, you know, for, for the time between solstice, December 21st and the new years, we're going to go for a 10 minute walk every day, or mm-hmm. maybe the timing is from, you know, new years to the first, uh, the seventh or something like that. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm right? And to make sure that we 
give ourselves the time to go for a 30 minute walk every day and to use that time not to catch up on phone calls or to listen to audibles or get inspired by a podcast, unless it's this one, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not to necessarily be distracted, but to use that time, feel our feet on the ground, feel our heart beating, and to give ourselves the space to feel into what is it over the course of this next 365 days? What is it to orient around? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I have a couple of suggestions. Um, I'd love to hear that. Yeah. So, you know, I I think the point is for me in this retreat is to synchronize myself with the still point Mm. so that I can, so that I can gather the medicine of this time, this sacred time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just want to say that there are so many different ways to synchronize with that still point. And I would suggest that you know, that women, I, you know, when you say go for a walk every day, it's sort of like, I can easily see a woman being like, well, I don't feel like going for a walk. And so mm-hmm. never mind. Or, you know, I would say, look at the calendar and, you know, be realistic. Could you carve out um, three hours of slow, t- slow down time within that week? And if so, do you want to do them three hours separately? Like what's appealing to you? Because your desire is actually a seed that's planted from the, the greater intelligence, any desire that we have. And, right. and I truly believe that if you follow your desires, you're, um, as long as they're not hurting yourself or other people, that those desires are going to lead you in the right direction. And so you ask yourself, like, what kind of slow down time do I want? And do I want to do like a whole day? Or do I want 30 minutes, five days in a row? What do you want? And then put the structures around it. You really need to create a container for yourself. Mm. So do you need to tell someone that you're going to be doing that? If you're a mother, do you have to set up childcare during that time? Mm-hmm. Um, and you can always say, I'm working on an assignment. Because if you're a woman who's married to a man, men tend to respond well to those sort of things. <laughs> mm. You know, so I'm just working on an assignment and it's really important. Uh, can you do X, Y, and Z to support me working on this assignment? Um, it's going to make me smile. That's going to make you feel good. You know? Um, so you create a, you decide, you decide what do you want, then create the container for it. Um, and then be flexible because women, we're so changeable. We're so mutable. So when you show up to that time, if you had a 30 minutes scheduled for a walk, but you realize you really want a whole hour and you want to get in the bath, do it. Right. You know, getting in the bath, just you want slow down time so that you can be synchronized. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's a great idea to get out to nature because, um, you know, there's, there's the great mother holding us all right there under our feet. The birds will talk to you if you listen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's all right there. That support is immense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So take a look at the calendar. Ask yourself, what do you want? What feels right for you? And Mm -hmm. create the structure around that. Right. And then be flexible. Yeah. And you know how I hear be flexible? Be kind. Yeah, exactly. Nice to yourself. It's not all perfect. It doesn't need to be rigid. Be kind. 
Yes, I love that. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, Mariana, it is so it has been such a pleasure to uh chat with you and just hear you and be in your vibration. I love it. Um tell me, do you guys have anything coming up over at Eagle Prairie? Do you have any Yes, we do. Um, well, my husband and I are both wrapping up our men's and women's groups for the year now. But um, in the new year, I have a three-month uh, women's circle starting, I think, mid to end of January. I don't have the dates, but um, it is – I uh, the women's space here is called the Women's Grove. Mm -hmm. um, and so when we're in the Women's Grove, we are in a women's circle, and we um, – explore various themes that are based on the season of the year and the season of my life and what's inspiring to me. Um, and we do that through embodiment practices and um, rituals in the old women's ways mm -hmm. and also earth-based practices. Um, and um, it's so much fun and it's so beautiful and it's so deep and it's really powerful. And our next theme is live your truth. And it is a women's empowerment initiation. And it'll be a three-month program. Oh, wow. That sounds great. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Cool. Cool. And if people want to get more information about your programs, can, can they find them online? Where, yes. Where so, yeah. Um, my website is thewomensgrove.com. So you can okay. find all info there. And I also have an online program starting um, probably – I'm not sure of the start date of that, but it's called Feed Your Roots, and it's a, it's a women's audio, uh, women's winter immersion. So that's, you know, really nice for women who don't want to actually do an in-person program. So you can find all the info at thewomensgrove.com. Great, great. Well, it has been great talking to you. And if you're one of those women listening and you're interested in finding out more about your hormones or even getting your thyroid more balanced – go ahead and give me a shout. You can go to Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-I-N, savory, um, dot com and find more information. Go ahead and book a session either in person or we can meet online as well. Thank you all for listening. And again, Mariana, thank you so much for spending the time with us. It was wonderful. Thank you so much. I know I feel like we could talk for three more hours. Um, it was just such a delight, such a wonderful conversation to be in. And I'm so grateful. And, uh, and um, yeah, I hope we can do this again sometime. Thank you so much, Kristen. Sounds good. Bye, Mariana. Bye-bye.